What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hey pod people, Engineer Adam here, jumping in for a quick second to let you know about the brand new all-in-one platform for all of you creative podcasters out there. Anchor makes it easier than ever to make a podcast. It's free to use and has all the creation tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Plus, Anchor will get your podcast set up on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Even better, Anchor helps you connect with sponsors, even if you're just starting out. It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Back to the show. Consequence Podcast Network. Phillips here with This Must Be The Gig, your little backstage pass to the world of live music. Every single week, I bring you fascinating conversations from the beating heart of the performance scene with some of the most exciting names on this gigantic, big, spongy globe. I talk to my guests about passion. We talk first concerts, last concerts, and everything in the Juicy Center. This week, I am delighted to share a conversation with Psych Rocker's Post Animal. The Chicago band recently released their sophomore record, the expansive, mesmerizing Forward Motion Goddessy. Longtime fans may remember the outfit used to feature Joe Keery, now a star on Netflix's Stranger Things and a previous guest of this very show. So be sure to head back to the archive and listen to that episode, please. The mystic and heady Ford Motion Goddessy album is Post Animal's Star Turn, a record of many moods and many psychedelic swirls. It is wonderful and you should buy it right now. And in addition to the roots of this incredible new record, the band and I also discussed the dangers of driving the tour van through blizzards, staying connected to the DIY scenes everywhere they go, My Chemical Romance dropping some F-bombs, and whether jazz hands can boost a guitarist solos, and so much more. And a huge thanks goes to 2112 and Amor for providing us with a wonderful space to have this conversation right here in Chicago. Be sure to check them out. And stick around for the live show of the week brought to you by StubHub. And in the meantime, let us not be delayed. This is me and Post Animal. Enjoy! 
who lives where? where, where so you all, you so don't live in Chicago. I don't live in Chicago. You're the one. Okay. Yeah. So everyone else lives? Logan Square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three of us live in uh, Logan Square, pretty close to each other. And then um, I live very close to Wesley <laughs> in the same unit of the same building. Oh, wow. In Logan Square. Yeah, Almost too close. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> we live, we live Maybe even closer. <laughs> and then Matt lives the furthest away. I live Wh- far away. Where do you live? In uh, Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So how long are you in town for? Um, a week and then we're... Like just until we leave for uh, the European dates. And I also... I forgot to introduce you guys. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a professional. No, this is very, like, very podcasty to kind of just roll <laughs> just into rolling. it. Yeah. I'm just rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like my 86th or something episode or something of the podcast. But You're catching so up to Mark Marin. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lock the gates. Why, why did he say that? I think it's... I a, yeah, I don't know. Why does he know. say that? Lock the gates. Why does he say <laughs> that? What's up? What's up? What the fuck? What the fuck, buddy? What is that? What the fuck, nuts? What the fuck, nuts? He talks about his cats and he talks about his depression. Yeah. I mean, some of the conversations are fucking illuminating. Like, some of them I'm really blown away. Um. Okay, wait. So let's introduce you guys will you introduce yourselves or introduce one another i don't know nice shirt wesley oh uh, it's like wow. a coral yeah it is like a coral i i think we're kind of in the same oh color palette wow. yeah you're like uh <laughs> muted kind of spring spring pastel pastel well great guys thank you so much for your thank time you. bye <laughs> cheers <coughs> cheers well i'm go ahead no, yes. Can't. No, let's do counterclockwise. Yeah. I'm Wesley. Hello. I'm Dalton. Wait, what do you play, Wesley? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm Wesley and I play drums. I know you're more than just the drums. Actually, you could just describe yourself. Uh, I'm five <laughs> foot eight. Great. I have uh, shoulder length hair almost. Mm. And I went to private school. Oh. oh. And that's about it for me. Good signifiers. Hello. Yes, Hello. next. I feel um, like we're at an AA meeting. Yes, I'm next. Dalton. I play the bass. I went to public school. <laughs> yeah, you did. I also have shoulder length hair. Uh, my name is Jake. I play keyboard and guitar, and uh, I, I play an iPad now. <laughs> um, totally serious. I uh, am six foot one inch and a quarter shit who's the tallest i was at the doctor yeah. earlier and they measured me and i uh. didn't know i had the quarter before but i do okay and i have like you have m- grown since i've known you yeah. <laughs> i'm javi i play guitar i'm six feet when i'm standing up straight <laughs> <laughs> probably like a five ten personality down? What? What? Nothing. I made a stupid joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the book. Okay, Karen. Go. Um, and I went to private school. Me and Wes. Oh wait, you Not went together. to school together? Oh. But we both that went to private school. That would have been a great school. story. Thank I know, you for right? learning that. Two different. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Next. Last. 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 We're so we're about forty percent private. <laughs> oh roughly. wow. <laughs> so. I don't know what that means in um, America because obviously it's different all over the world. Yeah, true. You know, it is different. What does that mean? What does it mean? Private private? is like you pay pay for it. Oh right, yes, you have options not to pay for it. I didn't say I went to public school, so yeah, we're all the curriculum of public school. 
schools. Okay. They have their own curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking Let's about. See. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I do go. So, the uh, money doesn't come from the government. Sure. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Yes. What's your name? <laughs> what's I'm your name? What's, what's I don't know why. Name? I don't know I'm what mad. that accident. I'm the one who <laughs> accidentally mocked you earlier. <laughs> if you recall. That's how we started and, the show. Uh, I'm just going to own up to it now. Listen, I hate that people in America don't mock one another. Like, I think it's the best trait when you take... Because you can't look really yeah, close. Only, if you much. can't <laughs> make fun of somebody next to you, what? like, you're taking yourself too seriously. Like, obviously, don't offend me. Like, you know... <laughs> like don't I did. Like, like I did earlier, yeah. Get out of my house. Okay, see ya. Um, so I actually weirdly, I have no idea where to start, but I did have Joe on the show a few months ago. Nice. Did Joe um, oh, nice. with his new band, well, his new uh, musical outfit, yeah. what have you, which was really exciting. Yeah. So how long has he not been in the band for? Like two years. It's been a while now, years. right? Yeah, yeah almost Do people years. ask about it all the time? Yeah. Well, Javi <laughs> is actually in his... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Joe. I, I've yeah. been playing in the Joe backing band. The Joe. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> I think this is Joe. But I know, DJO, but it's DJO. that way. So how can I forget it? Yeah. It's DJO. <laughs> DJO. <laughs> DJO. Oh. Um, I actually weirdly just watched your video. Well, not weirdly. It just got released <laughs> yeah. like so a second ago. Morning. So on yeah. the way here, I watched it. And the incredible Pune... It did the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. But you guys are not in it. No. How did you feel about that? Uh, I, yeah. I feel great about it now. <laughs> this whole thing was kind of like that was how it was planned. We yes. were, we were we we uh, gave Pune the power to like do do with it what yeah. she wanted, and and I think we all are pretty darn happy with. Why that song in that way? What was Im- what was important about like relinquishing control for that song to someone else? With such a, she's got the most like spongy and amazing creative brain. So why, why was it important for her to do this song in particular? I think we all really wanted to put the focus on one of on this song to make. Uh, we we wanted one big music video for the release, and we wanted it to be for this song. And I think like uh, it wasn't necessarily important from the outset to relinquish control. Mm, for the mm. video for this song but once we were working with her it was clear to us that we should do that uh with her we just like love her her vision trust her so much how important is that in what you do i know that might sound like a silly question but especially trusting somebody who is essentially creating a narrative of who you are as a band why is that important i mean we wouldn't just do that with anyone you know it's like she has She's just always like she's an, an incredible artist, and like we we've uh, we kind of had her in mind for a while too. Like we really we've toured with her a couple times, and just became good friends with her, and just got to know her. And yeah, I don't know. It's obviously really important, especially if you're not going to have any input really, because mm-hmm. we really didn't. Like she came up with the idea and executed everything. So you weren't like precious about the... No. Yeah. We have been about our music videos in the past. Um, Why? But like, I don't know, we just had like a very specific idea that we had in mind for them. And for this one, we didn't really. We just wanted it to be... I think we like definitely wanted it to be pretty cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I think she like 
She nailed she it. She nailed that. Yeah. It's like so hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it's obviously like really important to, to really trust the person that you're like giving this responsibility to. Pause the podcast. It is time to step away just momentarily from the conversation with Post Animal to share a little something Engineer Adam and I like to call the live show of the week. We get better at that every week. Each week, we highlight one of the most heart-thumping events we can find out there in the world, and we share it with our pod people so that they can go to the concert and hoot and holler themselves. We do. So this week, we are highlighting a performance from our dear friend, Jana Hunter and Lower Dens at the Velvet Underground Toronto on Thursday, March 12th. And in case you missed it, we had Jana on our show a few weeks ago, so be sure to go back and take a listen, please. It is an all-encompassing conversation, and Lower Dens are an incredible live act, so please be sure to check this tour out, okay? And if you want to do that, or to get in on the excitement of any show out there, any event in the world, you can head over to StubHub via cosradio.lv slash StubHub and find the best selection of tickets to all of the hottest shows. One more time, that's cosradio.lv slash StubHub. And while we're talking about important things you need to do while you're on the internet. Yep. Yep. Mandatory things to do. Yep. On the internet. Let's talk about how you absolutely need to go to Apple Podcasts, to Stitcher, to Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then subscribe, rate, and review, and make it five stars while you're at it. Go do it. Also, we have a little email. Since last week, we finally found our Instagram password. So we loaded (laughs) it up again. We lost it for a year. But we are back and doing a terrible job. So please don't email us screaming at us. Why don't you email us your favorite show and we can shout it out on the show. Or... Leave it as a review. That's a great idea. Leave it as a five-star review and we'll talk about you. I hate telling people what to do. But you need to do it. You need to have authority. I have authority. Five stars. (laughs) I do. Five stars now. Look, if you'd like to. Nope. Okay. Please. Nope. Just. Nope. Just leave. Nope, do it. Angry, aggressive. Leave the five stars. No, I can't do aggression. <laughs> yep, you've got to do no aggression. Okay, you've got to own it. Yay, mut, leave. <laughs> I can't speak Afrikaans. Leave five stars. No, leave a review because it is the only way that the algorithm allows other people to find us. That is the sad and silly truth, and also great because then other people can read your your review, and that's a good thing in life. Sharing. That sounded sincere and emphatic. I'm Did all for it. it. Okay, great. But yes, you can email us at thismustbethegig at gmail.com. We've gotten some beautiful little notes from listeners telling us what their first concerts were and their most favorite concerts. And we love them. We love you. And Fiona Apple has a new album coming out that I'm excited <laughs> about. Let's just make this a Fiona Apple podcast. I mean, I'm ready. Apple podcast. Uh, but let us return to this week's interview. Back to me and Post Animal. Enjoy. I 
feel like as a band gets bigger, that always happens because suddenly people are like, ooh, this band sounds amazing. I want to start jumping in on something that's really good. So has that happened where you find people are like really interested in working with you, like outside producers or things like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be mistaking us for another band. For another band. <laughs> No, who, I mean, who, what do you, do you all do everything? Like somebody no, who yeah, there's definitely it. people, yes. come, p- new people enter the mix as yes. you go along your as journey. You along. And the ma- yes. Yeah, and it's, it's a... Uh, <laughs> They're kind of like friends. Yeah. We haven't yeah. really like had anyone who's like completely random just come to us. Right, yeah. yeah. Just because it's, it's a name or something. Yeah, it's been yeah. like our like close network that yes. people have like joined the club. Okay. But that also feels comfy, right? Having somebody yeah. who can That's be amazing. kind of in the family. So where did you write this new record? Tell me a little bit about, I don't want to know about the process. I want to know about um, the walls that you wrote it in, like the actual place. Where, where was it? I guess our first writing session together was um, in Marine on the St. Croix, uh, Minnesota. It's like on the oh, okay. the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota, like right on the St. Croix River. We were there for like a week and we filmed a music video and then also just wrote a bunch of music together. Just kind of like did a bunch of, kind of brought a bunch of dim- mm. demos to the band and also did some new stuff together. Why did you choose to go out there? Um, It was just available through a okay. family friend. So was it a house? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, where did you record your first album? Uh, we actually Another house. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of our creative um, retreats and like recording retreats have been at friends, like secondary homes. So sure. Javi's um, so yeah, like smiling. Our friends are... Yeah. All my friends. <laughs> All my friends. Oh, like shout out, shout out to Barzaks and the, and the um, Waldens. Everything we've ever recorded <laughs> yeah. in a house. <laughs> Yeah, why is that important? Is that important? <laughs> I think in a, it's not important anymore, but in a way, I th- things like changed so much for us over like the past four years that like... What, like in your personal lives or just in... Both. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. okay. I think so many like more people, or at least it feels like so many more people pay attention to what we do now, that like recording in a house for mm. me at least was like just a little way to like hold on to like where we came from. I think that's so important. I really, like, if it's okay for me to say, I really love that because I think that a lot of the magic in growing as a band sometimes gets lost. I was kind of hinting at it previously because it's when, like, people come in and they just put one to put their stamp on, which, believe me, like, you're not going to turn around, uh, turn away an amazing producer. But keeping that bit of essence, I think, is really... I don't know. How do you how do you come back to yourself and ground yourself if you're writing something creative without having that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you recorded there, and then how long did it all take? Because you all bless you. <laughs> you can sneeze on mic. I mean, we might as well. Bless you. Seriously, please. Yeah. This is, it's not like please. we're recording or anything. Um, so where? <laughs> how long did it take? That was eight days. Wait, of, eight days? Of tracking, the, okay. the actual and tracking. And the writing? Yeah. Writing oh, was like over a over year. Over years. Yeah, but it was over, you know, different. It wasn't like we were all meeting five days a week and writing. Sure. It was 
Yeah, we Guys, that's not a long yeah, time. 12 or something. Sure but then we had a Wait, blizzard. we have no time. For why? Ever. No, but why? Let's talk about no, but no, no, no. We we did we had like a I, we had 12 days to track originally yeah. and that was um that I think that would have been like more than enough time oh to gosh. do everything we needed to do because of how prepared we went into it, but uh yeah, we had like a crazy snowstorm coming and we've had some bad luck with the weather and the driving and so we just like turned the what, gas turned the like gas in the up. last few years or yeah we've had yeah. some weird little close Seriously? calls and like so what? uh you know yeah we like spun out um we were driving on i-80 between uh where were we driving like denver to it's just like in wyoming like salt basically lake. heading to salt lake and then uh, we like did a you full. Don't have a mic if you're gonna fucking shit talk. Fuck Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we did a. It's really a, pretty. We did yeah, a little anyway. spin on the highway. It was, you know, not, it just like we didn't want to drive. We didn't want to drive. Wait, the car went like that. <laughs> yeah, that a little spin. Fucking scary. Wait, died. what did you all do in that? Do you remember those moments? Yeah. What did yeah. you all think? It's gonna hit us. It's gonna hit us. It's gonna hit us. Talking about the semi behind. I us. turned around to like I I, I, looked, I told yeah. everyone to brace for impact. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I put my back like straight against the seat so I wouldn't like slam into it. Oh god. Like you know like. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? So not supposed to you're not meant to, yeah, because then if any but impact I'm, comes, then your bo- bones well, like, can you break. Don't go like can't be like <laughs> floppy. Well, no. I don't think you can like. Can Did you, you make wh- yourself like soft? Like, a, can you do that? I mean, you have to be think about tense, stress. Right? Do you watch wrestling? Oh, my brain is everywhere today. Any, me too. Yeah. Um, I've told a story about um. Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, <laughs> coming to Cape act. Town. The Rock became like the biggest actor of all time. <laughs> what happened? I with actually weirdly love The Rock. He's my. I friend. love that. We love. Do you guys the follow rock. him on Instagram with his cheat? Yeah. He has like a cookie every Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah he's his like, cheat days. He eats like, <laughs> <eats> like, <laughs> uh, like eighty pieces so of fish, good. like sushi. And he's like, not real. Like he's like not a real human. He's okay, also wait. Amazing. Okay, anyway. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. amazing. He's beautiful eyes. He is, be- you know, he's a beautiful human. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you nearly spun out, and then you were okay. And then what did you do after that happened? We the sat road. in a we sat in a subway for twelve <laughs> hours, waiting for the, they closed the highway. Like this was happening to so many people. This, oh, ha- right. this happened to another band that we were touring with on the same road. Um, Stydied. They were driving like right behind us and. They did a, f- a full spin, and they actually flew off the road, <gasps> and it was all in the same storm. And we got off the That's highway. It's so and frightening. We waited for them to reopen, and then like basically drove like 15 miles an hour on the highway for an hour and a half to the nearest hotel. Yeah. That, I don't know if that. Why are you laughing? Why are you giggling? Because it was scary. It's, it's really, are you really are you nervous scary. giggling? It's like it's just lunacy. It's like insane. But you put yourselves in these really dangerous situations, and I'm not saying it's your fault, but I'm saying that you basically anyone could just walk across the street and be mowed down but you are like actively opening yourselves up because you're on tour all the time or in airplanes or in the car mm-hmm. so obviously the chances are naturally going to be higher yeah, for you to yeah, we spent a lot of time that we all contemplated in that subway <laughs> so it's so scary <laughs> every day so death much more often now 
that we had that experience because it's yeah, of course. chances of getting in like a life altering yeah. wreck altercation with another vehicle. Yeah. Well, you have to just trust so your bus driver, was, right? Or your whoever's driving. Who does the driving? Do you have somebody? These, these two, Matt okay. and Jake, normally. What, Were you guys you, wearing your seatbelts yeah, before you, that? It's been not as much. I, I wasn't either. Not as much. That made me, I think, all of us. Put now I notice everybody's strapped in all the time. Yeah. Usually, I think I am. Now. You have to be. You I'm have really to be. Tired. I know. When I'm really tired, I don't care. <laughs> then you just, die, maybe I you'd die. survive though, because you'd be all fluffy because you're sleeping. It's like you know, but uh, yeah, that was it was incredibly scary. I hope you don't die. I'm Thank you. Say that. I don't know how to segue. Not. Yeah, I'm not scared. You're not scared <laughs> of dying? Uh, no, I am. But I'm, I'm I'd like to talk about death. I haven't actually spoken to anyone about death. You haven't? No. Let's talk about Let's death. Let's do it. I, okay, me too as well. I think as you, I don't know how old you all are, but I think as you get older and the more people you love and the more things that happen, sense kind of overtakes and you're not as reckless. Yeah. So you land up thinking about death because you've got a lot to lose. Yeah. I yeah. think. Well, you think you have a lot to lose. You think. I like what I have a dog. I like worry about her dying. Yeah. Every second. Like even when I'm walking next to her, I'm like you you are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. No, I know. It's uh, Why do you think about it so often? Well, I just think about lately I've been thinking about why everyone's so scared of it. Yeah. Like actually thinking. Right. And I'm thinking about why I'm so why I've been like scared of it. I mean, I guess not everyone. There's a lot of people that are, I believe are not actually scared of it, but it's for the most part humans yeah. are scared to die, and I'm and I'm starting to think about like what if really part of like the purpose of is to eradicate that fear of death. That's, that's it does. It does absolutely make sense, yeah. and especially when you're doing things that are like creatively fulfilling, yeah. and then you start going down. I don't even think it's dark to talk about death. I don't no. think it's. A, I'm not really afraid of talking about it. I also think that when you start naturally like questioning things like that, you are like opening. It's like a little like portal. You're opening up things, yeah. you know, yeah. that allow you to then attach meaning to a bunch of other stuff. Like if you not if you just are gonna go through life not thinking about death, that's probably not good. I don't know, but you don't like live each day. Oh <laughs> like you're not gonna do. Well, it helps you to live each day more like present. Do you do that? Do you do yeah, that? I've been trying to more. As of like recently, I've been trying to like yeah. You know, just not take life as seriously. You know, because I also think that's an I don't know maybe that's an age thing I don't know. Yeah, I find I think the same. It's more enjoyable to like without having this like like insane attachment to it you know we're like grasping onto it because it really doesn't matter in the end of the day right yeah, I don't think yeah. So. there was that like shitty book why are you yawning oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> he think about there's that. no extra there was that shitty book that was like uh don't give any fucks or like don't give a Yellow. fuck i don't know yeah. yeah it was like similar to that but do you feel like you can calm your nerves when you are a creative and having to compartmentalize all of your ideas into one creative output do you feel like all of those things, like all your curiosity and all your questions about things come into play as you're, you know, opening up more and more? I don't even know if that's a question. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I feel like for us, like with this record, we were a lot more intentional, I think with like lyrically about incorporating 
that into into the songs but I also think like musically too we all play like we all very much like how do I even now I'm kind of like drawing a blank but it's like we're our, our music is very influenced by like um, yeah, well, it's, yeah, by these like, big feelings of like these like yeah right. grandiose feelings yeah. of like like being awestruck by something you know whether it's like like dread mm. you know or confusion confusion mm. yeah like just like these grand like emotions that existential feelings of that all yeah i don't know um someone say don't no, say i don't know that nick that grand, takes yeah. away everything you just said i totally understood yeah. yeah i think it's like it's thing about death it's like if you're so worried about something that's not happening and it didn't happen and if it does happen it happens like there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think just as like i've gotten older it's just like why would i worry so much about something that's not actually happening yeah and it's so hard like it's everyone, like we like relate about anxiety a lot you know everyone has anxiety but it's just like you don't need to be that way and your life is probably going to be so much better if you can like not be worried about things that aren't happening to you yeah. in the moment learning to cope with the powerlessness mm-hmm. to the inevitable right like surrendering i yeah. totally get that i hear you i also feel like that resonates with a lot of people especially the type of music you make and especially on this album you can kind of get really lost in it and so obviously people who are wondering about those things will be able to relate and that's kind of what you do this for right mm-hmm. yeah. um it's like a way to consider things without angsting over them or I, I feel like music like the way that it's cathartic and for the writers or for the listeners is because it allows you to <clears throat> address something in your mind in a more productive way mm. than, than just sweating it you know or tweaking yes how did you release that before you started a band like how would you um, work through your stuff like each of you, how would you do it? I had so little. I had so little stuff. <laughs> you did earlier. I feel like in the last. It's like as I've gotten like in the last like four or five years. It's like the stuff, just stuff, stuff. is coming. It's like as you get a little, as you will it. Yeah. You transition from adolescence into adulthood. Like there's a lot that comes out. For sure. Yeah. You're. Uh, you begin to. <laughs> you're speaking like you're 85 years old. <laughs> I know it's funny because it's like we're really. It's, I still feel very youthful and like not you look youthful all. you all do oh, you have thanks. beautiful faces and hair yeah well, thank you and thank skin you. yeah we're like I, I feel like we I feel like over the past like four years maybe we've all like um, with like how quickly life seems to have gone has been flying by recently we might have like might have bogged at least me down at one point but now I feel like I have this like new perspective that is like caused a lot of growth and now it's like I kind of feel like rejuvenated you know I mean that they couldn't be a better time like just before the album's out like yeah, next yeah, Friday yeah. in like a week they couldn't be a better time yeah, yeah. why did you feel bogged down I'm sure you all felt the same way was it just because of the how things got into a routine or just because it was too overwhelming because it happened fast like people started you know yeah. learning about you guys yeah I feel like just as well, I think there was also a lot of like personal like things going on weirdly all at the same time for all of us that kind of um, simultaneously were happening also around the time that we were writing and recording this record 
um, that were like some major life moments that caused that like you know now that we're on the other side of it it's like you know it spawned a lot of growth but um, but yeah also like the the feeling of not being grounded because you're touring so much and mm -hmm. just like the rapid like the pace that which we like tour and like just bouncing around from place to place kind of feeling like you're like you're you know fucking dandelion in the wind floating <laughs> But not also not feeling like you want to be grounded. It's like I'd like I sure because so there's a lot of value like, in that. that. Like sure, I, you know, yeah. I, but it's also it comes with this other of side course. too that can kind of yeah. tear. Anybody else though? Yeah. To that? They, things just get really complicated. You have to make a lot of sacrifices to. Like what? I mean, just like relationships with other people. Totally. And it distracts you from yourself a lot of times when you're constantly in positions where like other people are looking at you and it's like it's not really you mm. it's not really me it's like on a stage mm. and like playing the putting on a show mm. you know it's not like my like it's not who you zone, are right you know so what it's like, performing yeah it isn't so, no I'm, surprising is it no, I mean, ones? yeah, it's like I you're I've spoke I mean I've spoken to so many different I've spoken yeah. to <laughs> fucking like gigantic artists and tiny baby bands and everyone has a different connection to it obviously some artists like f who uh, who's i don't know ozzy osbourne he was like when i get on stage i'm ozzy osbourne when i'm talking to you it's you and i i'm not ozzy yeah. at all yeah. or whatever you know what i mean yeah, 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 yeah. like you yeah long time ago yeah, I was in my like bath. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Get the fuck out of my house! I'm young. No, I'm not. I'm not young. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, like, Jesus, fucking up. Um, what I'm saying is that I quite, I'm quite fascinated by people having a persona because it actually grounds you in a way that you can keep your personal life private yeah. because doing even stuff like this having a conversation i sometimes even feel bad about asking these questions because i wouldn't want somebody that's why i'm on the side i wouldn't want somebody asking me those yeah. questions well i would i wouldn't mind but yeah, it's, there's it's, a, it's nice to keep things to yourself and especially when you're on stage there's, there's such a you become this other thing when yeah. people see you with an instrument or see you fulfilling a dream you know yeah. they have this image in their mind of who you are mm -hmm. and that's kind of hard to break yeah. sometimes their idea so is them. like really simple but <laughs> obviously we're all just as complicated as sure. everyone else so it's just like a lot sometimes it like distracts you away from dealing with problems that are in your like individual personal life and then if you don't address those for a really long time it can really like take a hold of you and turn you into a completely different person yeah do you, how do you keep one another grounded then? Like, do you, how do you, do you keep one another in check? I don't know if anyone's really lost, lost <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I know what you mean. We, I, th I think, uh, I mean, I, get, I don't know if there's anything that I actively do to keep anyone else in check, but I think just the fact that we like do spend so much time around each other and, and I think we know each other very well and I think we actually have like real relationships with one another and it's not like we just are like buddies who mm. get together and play like we really care about each other and we ask each other about like how we're doing and i think we can all tell 
when we're not doing one when another person isn't doing well or is doing well so So i think like i I don't know how common that is like among other groups of people doing the same kind of thing but i i have definitely you know i feel like we have a special connection and like i think that just like the existence of that is kind of something that keeps all of us in check however you want to put it i'm sorry about that phrase no no no, yeah i was more so about support i think that's yeah yeah, what i was saying i think that that's 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 like a system of of support that we all kind of feed into constantly Mm. whether or not we're doing something special and on any given day it's Mm. like just being around each other is supportive humor is like actually really cathartic yeah definitely it's like going back to like not taking it too seriously sure that we can usually bring ourselves out of it by just like yeah making fun of random women
But also there's a point where there's that duality. You have to make fun of the situation and take it lightly, but then you also yeah. have to take yourself seriously in terms yeah. of yeah. you are musicians. This is a craft. Yeah. You have to hone that. You have to work at it. Mm -hmm. So how do you... I don't like this word, but I have to use it now. How do you balance that? How do you balance making sure that you are having as much fun and also really getting better as musicians? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like question, one and the same to me. I mean, okay. just like... There's just <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, um, yeah, it's just like it's fun to do what's most creatively fulfilling. Um, yeah, I just try and try and like, you know, tune, like close my eyes mm. and, and try and let go and, and just uh, connect with with these guys on stage and just and try and do that on stage and off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like when it's working on stage, like, you know, and hopefully usually it is, but that's like one of the best, like the best feelings ever and like one of the most like you know validating but also just like pleasant things mm. like it's it's like I think like just to like build off what Dalton was saying about like the comfort zone like it not being in his comfort zone I would like uh I would echo that for myself but just because it's not like my in my comfort zone to be performing doesn't mean that it's not like one of my favorite things to do when it's I love that when, point. Yes. Yeah, it's, so you're it's still like, enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's like riding it's a roller coaster. Like that's yeah. more how I'd like totally. it's yes. like doing something that's so thrilling and exciting and sometimes like scary and sometimes yeah. real volatile but maybe in a good way and it's like you're thinking on your toes and then you surprise yourself. It's like all mm -hmm. all these fun things but none of them are necessarily like super comfortable for me even though they're like some of the best things in the world sure you know? sure um but yeah i think like yeah javi's right like it's just like when it's working it's like fun and it's productive and it's like all that yeah. stuff and sometimes it's not working and I it's think, none of that stuff so yeah i think like the lightheartedness and the seriousness kind of just intertwine mm. naturally you know like we'll play a fun show and then just naturally we'll talk about how we think we did and it gets kind of serious for a second but then someone might make a lighthearted crack mm. immediately after and then you then the serious right and open. brings you back yeah. into the world and it's but have you ever played a show that has been terrible absolutely yeah. really yeah. why was it terrible uh, what, what are you Yo, give me <laughs> give me specifics. Well, we played one in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that was tough. People Wait, really when they want you to be there, like when oh, it feels like that, shaking their heads. Wait, why don't they? Were you opening for somebody? Yeah, we were opening for a band and um, pretty different sounding band too. And this was like in a smaller city, okay. like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. I don't even know where that is. Yeah, not you know. Yeah, it. it we probably don't have many fans there. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And we were there playing, and there was just like the, the crowd there was not for us at all. And like they were just kind of like, saw some people shaking their heads. Also, we were kind no. of like, we were like, like, like from the stage, you saw people doing no. Never, yeah. The, sh <laughs> the show was pretty packed, and like we would finish a song, and actually nobody like would, would clap. Crickets, man. No. And then we got off the stage when we were done, and there were people that were like, yeah, I didn't like your, the style at all, but uh, <laughs> glad you're like 
Yeah, we're going for it. Yeah, like it was so like backhanded. When, yeah. when was this? When did this all happen? This was January 2017. 2018. 2018. So not that long ago. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's horrible. Well, I, was, well, I, I don't think I've ever heard. I've heard like people, like a lot of people have told me obviously different stories mm. but that is horrifying yeah that's like the going to school naked dream well that one we d- i mean that you know we just, is that a universal like, dream that everyone has yeah, yeah. <laughs> god oh, for a second, for a second i was like oh god i, I don't follow all the time you just in your box no yeah no it's fucking frightening there's just like skin everyone's like naked in the lunchroom what am i doing here but yeah that show was crazy and also like we were, just, but we also kind of like rolled with it and just started almost like making fun of. We didn't make fun of the crowd, but sure. like in our heads we were definitely roasting all these people <laughs> just in order to get through it. Yeah, like a defense mechanism. Yes, coping mechanism. Yeah, make fun of ourselves all the time. Too, yeah, you know? that's, that's the, yeah, that's just like such an easy coping mechanism. <laughs> biggest medicine. Like, talk Always. about how much like fools we are. Yeah. We are. Yeah, we are like idiots yeah i'm sure a lot of people think that we're <laughs> and that's really funny to us guys people love you what are you yeah. talking about you have such great fans don't you we, we oh, have yeah. amazing you have fans. really good fans yeah i love that but it's yeah. also the entire thing that we're doing like the idea that there are fans is kind of funny you know like the whole thing is just funny because you are all fans as well right oh, yeah. you all have Major. tell me what are the fir- what was the first concert that each we have to go around i feel like we're in school but Tell me what the first concert was that you ever went to. The first performance that you ever... And it has to be embarrassing. Unless it's cool. But don't, don't lie. Pretty... F- f- it's just out of the left field. Um, I went to B.B. King and oh, um, George Thorogood. Is that it? Th- Thorogood? Yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah. That's yeah. So Where was that? <laughs> that was in um, a suburb of Chicago, Tinley Park. Okay. There's like an amphitheater there. Yes. Um, I went with my mom and brother. How old were you? Mm, nine or ten. Nine. Was that was that ten? experience just unbelievable for you? I think I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see a kid at a show and they have like the headphones on, you know, I'm like, wow, okay, kids do go to like rock shows. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a blues concert, which is even almost stranger. It's like the I origins yeah. of rock, almost. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think I understood <laughs> that you. this guy, B.B. King, was as legendary as right. people yeah. consider him, and he is, you know. Um, so I don't really think I, like, fully understood or appreciated at the time, and now I'm like, oh, wow, I did see him play live, and yeah, that's pretty wild, yeah. It's a pretty amazing experience, I think. Not at Tinley Park, but great, great yeah. for, great for B.B. King. Yeah. <laughs> Where was your, what was your first... The show. The, I remember I went to this, see this band Cafe Tacuba from Mexico. And my mom took me. Mm-hmm. My mom took me to the show. Is that like a an art museum? But I fell asleep, so I don't really remember <laughs> How that. How were you? I was like you really young, like okay. eight or something. Okay. Um, I saw this guy Eddie Clearwater at Famous Dave's, which is like this. Uh, this like barbecue place that also has concerts, like blues concerts. And that was the first show I went to where I like acted really like, like I was like dancing really intensely, like <laughs> right in front of the stage and like got his autograph. Is that your vibe? 
That, you do that? Yeah, when I was younger, it was super my vibe. Wow. Yeah, I was like I'm doing like jazz fingers, oh. like come hither Ooh. fingers to the to like the guitar player, <laughs> like yeah, so- solo all over me. Oh, I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first like good. Yeah, like I really got into it. Do Do you have fans who do that to you? Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because <laughs> then you can, you know. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like feed off that so much. It's like the smaller shows. If there's like a, a kind of maybe slightly intoxicated. Fella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is this. He'll, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like willing it. Give like it a me. snake charm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And like when I was younger, so I actually felt like I was like helping. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I thought I was yes. helping pull out like some energy from the guitar player and I felt like I think I was I think <laughs> I was pre- it's very precious it I mean you probably you probably the the thing about concerts and why we all love them is because they are visceral there's something where like you can feel them in your entire body like I remember I saw my bloody valentine oh. show so when loud, I was like I 19 or something thought I like knew everything and my entire body was like into the floor and I was like losing my shit and I wasn't on drugs, I promise. And, you know, it, it's yeah. very, very visceral. It's very moving. Yeah. Yeah. I get, so I don't, I think that's, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's inter- interesting to reflect on a time when you, I wasn't thinking about my behavior, but I was yeah. just acting like that. So like <laughs> sure. it's, there's got to be something to it. There's got to be it. a connection. Yeah. Exactly. And you, what was um, your first show? My first, I, I have like a, uh, vague like memory of, of being at a share concert that was like the first concert I can remember but I only like remember a flash share uh, has this like taxi taxi song and there were a bunch of people in these like cut out taxi cabs like running around the stage but I don't like really like cardboard taxi cab it, that's like how I remember it but maybe it's like it's kind of fever dreamy it's yeah. not like I really I feel like she is yeah. like that my so. first my first like real concert that I like refer to is it's like my first one that I went to without my mom yes was uh, Green Day and My Chemical oh. Romance Whoa. at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison and it was it was crazy. Was it great? It was completely great. I, I had just moved um, moved to Madison, and I, I was making new friends, and I, I like, didn't really listen to, like, music except mm. for the music that my parents had played me, and, like, it was, like, cool, young music, and I, like, was just kind of listening to American Idiot for the first time, and, like, I was like, what? And then I went to this show, and it was, like, insane like billy joe armstrong like gave a guitar away to this kid this other kid like did a cannonball into the crowd oh my god and like my chemical romance was like like cussing a bunch and like dropping the f-bomb like left and right (laughs) it was i was with asher and damien and sam z and i crowd surfed did you feel like you did was that the first time you ever crowd surfed yeah how yeah. was that experience for you? It was awesome. I got pulled down by the security guard in front of the huh. stage and then sent back around to the back of the crowd. <laughs> Why was seeing, do you feel like, see, did you see them on stage and were you like, that is something that I want to do? Did you ever Well, I think like yourself? Green Day, if anyone like, I mean, people who like Green Day, like know that that band, like they're like, like rock gods, you know, like <laughs> I feel like they have that kind of like. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's it was that kind of sh- it was definitely that kind of show where like anyone in the crowd, like musician or not, mm. aspiring musician or not, like would be like um just kind of like so envious and also like appreciative at the same like they just like have this moxie that's like crazy. It's crazy stuff. Just, I love that you got to experience that. How old were you? I guess I was like probably 12. I think I was in it was I was in 6th grade maybe. Yeah. That's also when the brain is like <coughs> spongy and growing and oh, yeah. yeah, it's a good formative time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you? You uh, guys have also had it easy because you could think about your answer. Yeah, mine's pretty. I, I, there's like a, in Central Illinois, like the state fair for Illinois yeah. is in Central Illinois. So my parents would always take me there. And it's like this like horse track and then like this huge grandstand. And then the, like the stage is in the middle of the track, so mm-hmm. like super far away. But I saw, I think the first one was Sticks <laughs> and Ted Nugent. Oh wow! There were, there were two different ones. Okay. But I don't remember. They all kind of bleed together. But yeah, it's like really weird. I actually just went to one this year again. Oh, you did? Was what was what was who was there? Who was playing? A bet company. Okay. Bat company? Yeah. 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 That dude is like a crazy. He's like Adam <laughs> Levine singer. Yeah. Like he still is like doing all the runs. Really? Is that where yeah. we saw No, that was in. Uh, it was oh, very similar to that. Like super yeah. Midwest American. Yeah. Like people just like with Harley Davidson <laughs> and like Bud Light. So you feel home? Yeah, I mean, th- I wouldn't really consider myself a part of that crowd. Okay. It's like I, but yeah, it is home. Yeah, hmm. in a way. But it's it familiar. Like, yeah, it's yeah. very familiar. But yeah, it's it's like quite a different, like ideologically a different alignment. Than I get you. <laughs> you yeah, all yeah, ideally yeah. sure. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> and you? Um, I I don't remember which one was first, but I went to my first two shows around the same time. I think Elton John. Whoa! Which is pretty sick. That's huge. It's huge. I love yeah. Elton. But what's embarrassing about it is that I fell asleep during it. <laughs> I'm sure he For probably like did too. Twenty, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one that I went to around that time that was a smaller like, like scene show. This southern metal band called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like metal? Yeah, I love metal. Because you were referring to wrapping cords around one's neck as a metal yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm all about that. No, I, I, I do love, I do love metal a lot. It's very difficult. I've been listening to it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. How do you? How does it affect your writing? I think it more affects like my drumming because I play like I grew up playing <laughs> metal like in high school and middle school. I was in like some funny metal bands back then, and I think that like it's maybe influenced the direction that we've gone and just because I like have a hard time not letting it influence Mm. me you know it's just kind of like naturally how like I play a little harder I guess Mm. and I don't even really think about it but I just yeah I like (laughs) I like that style a lot and I think that some of you guys have like grown to appreciate it more I know Matt has for sure but you now love metal yeah certain certain uh, types I think yeah. Metallica, we've grown a fun. Well, he, I've was like his that. favorite I've band. Of all <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that's like the biggest, one of the biggest bands yeah, in totally. I mean, the that's universe. Most, yeah. most like, accessible. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of like a poser when it comes to liking metal, but mm. I do like 
things that he shows me. I think there's like a metal ethos that we've mm. kind of like uh, uh, taken on from Wes. That's kind of this like uh, unabashedly be yourself mentality that yeah. I see from the metal community too. Because they're kind of like outcasted, right? Well, it's, I feel like when people say metal, anything that is unusual, they're usually like, oh, my ear, it's just shitty. That sounds shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah, of right. actually going Take like, wow, it's actually incredibly complex mm-hmm. and very yeah. textured. Yes. Which weirdly, your new album is incredibly textured, like more so than the last one. Um, it's not a metal album, but it, yeah. uh, you can. There are, there is. It's so much more. Though. Yeah, like you songs could. That are definitely right. Which is interesting that you said that because that's something that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. So who writes the songs? Sorry, you have to share. Oh no no no, 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 no. Who who writes all the songs? Um, everybody kind of uh, helps out with the writing. Um. Yeah, I, I, Javi, helped more in this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just want to make minutes, sure that was clear. 40 minutes in. You know? um, oh, shit. We, oh, we're we, done? Or no, we're no, close? No. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long you guys have. I don't know. As long as you need. Yeah, yeah. Don't take I, I helped out on this last record and, uh, like, writing, <laughs> singing and... Joe fucking Rogan. Singing and writing more <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, everybody just helps write it. But it, it, in terms of this specific album, was there a song in particular that felt a little bit more like the direction that you've always wanted to go into? Absolutely. Yeah. I think mm. like the one that we just put out today. Yeah. How do you feel? It's def- definitely like, I think it's one of the most like representative of the, the direction that we want to go in. All of them are to an extent. Mm. I mean, they're all... It's all very much like what we've, at least for me, like speaking for myself, like this record is like the one where I'm like, okay, this is what I always dream, dreamed of making, you know, like this is what I like wow. to yes. accomplish in music. You know? like, it's also difficult. This is your second. This is the second full length. Yeah. yeah. And there's always that like sophomore slump that people call it, you know, with bands, like yeah. critics like to call it that. Yeah. Because it's always like if you are beloved for the debut, then it's always this like pressure when you're coming in and reintroducing yourself. Although you're not really reintroducing, you're just literally growing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't believe in that. This one's definitely just a lot. It's just like so much more, so much different than the last one, I think. Um, We did call one of the songs Post Animal on purpose, one of Javi's songs. You did uh, reference the um reference one of your own songs which is done by not a lot of people don't yeah. there's not a lot of people that do that i think it just felt like a direction that we all were like yeah this is like a sick direction for us to go in so it's like it would make perfect sense and the song like lyrically yeah post animal yeah i was thinking um talk talk has done that Black Sabbath has done that. They have yeah, Black Sabbath songs. like the first song on the first yeah. record. Yeah. Krill. 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 Yeah, that um, so did you have a preconceived idea before you started? Oh, sorry. I'm just being... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Firstly, that's my microphone. I was gonna, um, yeah. Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or what you wanted to? Do? <laughs> so sorry. So <laughs> no, I will bounce back. No, it was great. You yes. Mean for the album? Yeah. Or actually, did you know that you wanted to make 
a new record like how how yeah. come okay so we, you had that idea so yeah. what was the the last record when i think of you in a castle we did in 2016 wow okay so it was like we there was just like so much wait time from like turning from like a unsigned band into mm. like being signed with polyvinyl like we were introduced to like that you have to wait forever for your mm. record to come out basically so we were like already ready to go like immediately we're still trying to like catch up with the, our writing process like we the songs that are on this album are also like maybe two years old you know so it's just like wow pause the podcast pause the podcast are you looking at a calendar full of great events but struggling to find tickets StubHub's gotcha Whatever your favorite band, team, or venue, StubHub is here to save the day with the best tickets for any budget. Whether you're looking for a seat at a Broadway show, tickets to the summer's big arena tour, or a night of cheering on your hometown team, StubHub has the seats you're looking for at the price you want to pay. Head to cosradio.lv StubHub or their user-friendly app to find tickets that are 100% guaranteed by FanProtect. StubHub's never sold out with the most shows, the most tickets, and the most fans. So, head on over to cosradio.lv StubHub or the StubHub app. The best tickets to the best experiences in music, sports, and theater. That's cosradio.lv StubHub. But have you played them live, some of the songs? Yeah, we've yeah. played three of Two of them live? Two of them. Three? No, two, two of them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What, is, there a, is there a track that you find that you, um, that could, what am I trying to ask? I think what I'm wondering about is that is there a song that on the album that best would describe you? Like if you were introducing yourself to someone, not in terms of like describe what kind of genre you like, but who you are, like your head and your heart. Is there a song that like you connect to on that level? that could like introduce you as a human? Is that a weird question? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, we all like are very much so individuals within the band. I so can I tell, yeah. it would be yeah. hard to like choose one, one song, song. That would represent everyone. Right. But I'm sure like everyone has like a song. Well, what, what is, the yeah. the first song on the record is a pretty great representation of yeah, the band. Mm. I think it like hits yeah. every like marker that we want to hit and you, mm. yeah you, it's not out yet but when you hear it it's like yeah it's got like the psychedelic influence that we love and mm. it's also got like the really like like grandiose mm. arena rock and also the pop um sensibilities that we all like really really um are influenced by um the song's called your life away i think that that one is a pretty good representation of like what is this song called. about I mean, I know what it's about, but what is it about to you? I think Jake should explain that. What is that, your life the away first? about? Um, I, uh, I, I think we, we were talking about it the other day. Um, that song is like, it's generally speaking about the difference between, it's actually kind of, it relates to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about like the difference between your your inside self and like your inside life mm -hmm. and the life that you you feel inside your head and then the one that you project outward and the one that like exists in the world and um it's about 
you know, the, the connection, trying to reconcile like your identity between those two different selves that you have. And, um, it's about how the one on the outside and the one on the inside kind of move in different directions sometimes. And, or maybe they move in the same direction, but at different speeds. And, uh, it's kind of difficult sometimes to Right, live to have with that. With one yeah, I think the that's, internal yeah. self. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that, and that like relates, you know, so much to our experience in this band mm. and presenting like on stage and all that stuff and touring. But I think it relates to like everyone. Like, you know, everyone has their work self, and then the one inside their head, or like the self that they like present to their romantic partner. And then the one that they actually are, feel like they are. I don't know. You know, it's like, it, it really, I think it's like a universal experience. Yeah, you can clear. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but it's true, though. I totally agree. And I spe- especially like um, a tackling a topic like that is not easy. It's not like everyone does that, especially not in the pop realm. You know, most of pop is narrative, which is great, but um, you kind of want to know more about I think especially in a kind of DIY scene which essentially is what you have come from right is also something that's not it's not done often obviously the good bands do do it but it's it's not even about like going deeper it's making sure that you're not just on the surface level you know mm-hmm. so that's interesting do you want to say something no. oh no <laughs> I just said true <laughs> true true that um, so going from that point of writing, so f- you finished it then, so you wrote on the road as well. You were touring and writing and touring and writing. Did that happen? Or did you take time from touring to write? That option, I believe. I don't think we wrote too much while touring. Can you? Are you able to do that? Yeah, we've, we've jammed, and I'm sure some of those little jams during soundcheck have probably made their way into a song or two. I can't think of anything definitely. specifically, but yeah, I think we, mm. for this album, it was definitely like took the time mm. uh, to just go somewhere and jam and demo. We did that a couple different times before we actually recorded. Were you, are you inspired by a lot outside other than metal? Like, I don't want to ask like what your inspirations are because I'm not really interested in that, but more so like, did anything seep in? Like, did any anything that you were currently doing, whether it was like engrossed in a book or watching a film, did anything like seep into the narrative of the of the album and or just the way that you made it? I think that since like what Dalton was saying earlier about like w- so like when I think of you in a castle is from 2016, and then I think that a lot of like because there's just, like a like a two-year in-between period before we started writing this one that we just were not, like, writing or really being creative. We were just touring. Mm. And I think that there was a lot of, like... And I don't want this to sound negative because it's not, but there was a lot of, like, pent-up angst, I would say. And, like, like pe- like there was just, like, pent-up energy that we needed to release. And that's, like... Because, like, when we started writing these songs... I don't think we really commented on it, but we were definitely like, I think we all were like, this is pretty fucking crazy. Like all this, this like kind of sound that we're just, that's or- organically coming out of us. Mm. <clears throat> and then like that. And also like when we were recording just the, the setting, like the, the, you know, being in the mountains obviously is very like, you know, it's beautiful. It's spiritual mm. in a way. And, um, and on top of that, just like listening to a bunch of different kinds of music, you know, like as we, you know, there's what like were you metal. listening to? I mean, we were like, 
everything from like <clears throat> like pop, you know, from like what kind top, of pop? I mean, we love the 1975. They're so good. Legitimately. Yeah, yeah like he's he's also just like it, it, if everything they stand for is also really important yeah, right he's now. A, he's a good hero to have a voice. Role model, yeah. yeah. I wish we had that like growing up. We kind of did, but that I mean, kids now it's they're so lucky to have that. Yeah, and like also listening to like a lot of hip hop and, and Frank Ocean. Yeah, like just like big like pop stars and shit like that. It's very influential. And then like a lot of like kind of the '80s studio bands, you know, like Toto and stuff like that. Seriously, like really like, over the top. Like I, f- I feel like in some ways we kind of tried to like go for like a, a '80s like progressive pop vibe, like a Toto vibe with like a with like a a, a frame of mind that come like a 2019 frame of mind. <laughs> in so far as like pop music is written and stuff like it's cool like the world is so like much more like accepting of music that's honest and like emotional and it's like people really want that right now which is so cool and we kind of like to make music that has a at least like a nostalgic tinge to it Mm. but like we didn't want to make like a nostalgia record that didn't feel like the conceptually of like this era so i think you'll hear like a lot of like a lot of like you know the police or like toto or like you know even i don't know just you'll hear like metallica or whatever but then you'll hear like some singing that sounds like we're listening to a lot of pop and r&b and like things that were written in the last couple of years so This Must Be The Gig is produced by Adam Kivel. We'd like to thank Dean Berger and Daniel Breiter for additional music, as well as the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey! If you've listened this far, why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Your comments provide valuable feedback for us and it helps other people find us too. For information on new episodes, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at TMBTGPod. And generally, just irritate everyone you know about the show. Thanks again, and I miss you already. Everyone's trying to get you to buy more stuff. Instead, head to StubHub so you can celebrate the season at a game or show. Take the whole family to the ballet, bang on the glass at a hockey game, or sing along with your favorite artist at a concert. StubHub has the best selection of seats for all the events you want to experience with your loved ones. And every ticket is 100% guaranteed. Get to StubHub.com or their user-friendly app today. StubHub. S-T-U-B-H-U-B. Be there. Consequence Podcast Network.